there's a lot of people in the music industry that are like, you know, I just want to be a creative. I don't want to deal with any of the business. So they're looking to get signed by somebody, you know, and for some people that's, that's good because that is their type of personality. But for most people, it's, it's going to be way more beneficial in the long run, especially mental health wise and lifestyle wise, if they become independent individuals. What's up, y'all? Harcos here with Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the dapper Dan Mohawk, man with the plan, KP. How the hell are you doing today, KP? Feeling pretty damn froggy, man. How are you, boss? Froggy? Oh, is it starting to get into extra rainy season up there in Washington yeah, State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I'm getting that froggy, like, ribbit, because trying to jump over fucking um, puddles. puddles and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I always, I always say is that, like, Washington State, especially Seattle, weather is so horrible. No wonder grunge came from it and everybody was on heroin. They just trying to escape some way, somehow. They were, man. You know? I mean, I mean, I like, feel it now, dude. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like being here 23 years. And it's funny what we were just talking about earlier. This mm-hmm. what we brought up. You know, 23 years, man. Like it's been like this emotional roller coaster for me, man. And I and I realized how much it has made an effect on me musically. Ooh, and like, you even, and yeah, 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 dude, it's crazy. Like, and, and so now, like, and now that I'm looking at moving, now that I'm, you know, looking at moving forward to California mm. and it's just like, wow, man, I, I, I totally understand the feeling that I've had all these years and, and it's like, it, and you can see where it affects you. So, I could, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, because, you know, there's seasonal affective disorder, which people who live in like the northern hemisphere kind of deal with, you know, with the changing of the season, mm-hmm. especially if you live in a place you have all four seasons, like here in Indiana, you know, in the yeah. Midwest, you know, in the Midwest, we get Great all lakes. four 100 yeah. percent, you know, whereas, you know, it, where you're at in Seattle, Washington, you know, your wintertime, it gets cold, but it's still rainy. It's not really like here in the Midwest where we get cold and snow and all that shit, right. you know, and uh, but I mean, you still deal with the the daylight issue, the lack of daylight, because, you know, you're actually a little bit higher up than me. So you have a little less daylight. Um, so, yeah, that that affects you. But, yeah, I mean, everybody knows when it's one of those just rainy, cloudy, dreary days. It affects you mentally. And if you have mm-hmm. to deal with, what is it, like 260 out of 365 days of the year, it rains up in Seattle or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of dreary days. That's most of, yes, yeah, that's, you know, three quarters of your fucking life is yep. dreary day. And so that's going to affect you. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, and I think, you know, transa- you know transitioning that onto to California, I think that is what so many people like about California, like through all the negative shit, no matter how you look at it, no matter what your political persuasion or lifestyle persuasion is on California, it, you know, the weather is the biggest thing I hear from people all the time. You know, it's like, yep. why do you want to go there? Or why do you live there? Blah. What do you miss about it? Blah, blah, blah. Anything like that. I'm like, oh, the weather it's always blah blah blah. You know, it's always it's always like like Pac said, it's always sunny and this or it's, it's always sunny and it never rains or whatever he said. You know, it never it, rains in Southern California. Yeah, there's that. Oh, too. Yeah, a Tony, lot of Tony, talk, Tony. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people talk about the weather out there, and the weather's the it biggest is. thing. But I can see how that 
helps your mentality. It you does. Know? Because yeah. you're able to live because it's like the thing is like, yeah, the cost of living and all that stuff. But man, it's like when you're in California and it was funny, I was just on Reddit yesterday going through conversational pieces on Reddit. And I'm in and I'm involved in one um, one of these called the the Los Angeles um, Reddit uh, scenes. So in a conversation of there, it was like a person brought up about how they're so happy. They like, they regret moving from LA and I'm sitting there. And as I read it and I'm just sitting and I was just like, dude, I totally get it because it's like the cost of living and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. But it's, you just, it's, you, you know how to live. You just, you live when you live in California, you actually live life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're out there, even like the homeless people. I don't blame them for fucking being happy. Like, it's just because the, just, the weather's good. Yeah, yeah because the weather's there's good. There's no homeless people yeah. in Detroit in fucking January. Yeah, like, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, you ain't yeah. trying to be out there like that. But, no. you know, in L.A., it's like, you can just, it's like, you can. The the weather just, makes just, it to where you can kind of be. Yeah, mm. it does. It really does. And I felt that, man. And I just. And when I came back, I was just like, man, <laughs> here I am. And I felt bad because that when it that's when it made me walk away from from men's warehouse. And I'm just right. like, I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to be out that way. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's well, I mean, where... you know, I definitely hope it works out for you. I mean, you're, yeah. we're not into the podcast between me and you because of it. But I'm just saying, like, hopefully no. that that move. It, it works out good for you, you know, yeah. because, you know, a, a lot of times people fall into that grass is greener on the other side type shit. And I don't think that you're into that. No, I, I think you see all the opportunity that's there, you know, that's not where you're at right now. You know, maybe you feel stuck, all that stuff. You need to switch it up and everything like that. You know, I always tell people, you know, not you, you know, for this situation, people, yeah. I think I think it would be a good move for you personally, mm -hmm. at least right now. Um but I always tell people, you know, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's green where you water it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And, and I've even heard one that kind of adds on to that, you know, that, you know, the grass is green where you water it and shit makes the grass grow. So dealing with the shit is actually a positive, yeah. you know, and so, um, you know, that that that's kind of where I stand on things. But like me personally, you know, I so saw I'm, I'm like a little different. Like, I like it here where I'm at in in Midwestern Indiana. All right, all right, all right, y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. All right? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, all right? And... You guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's tnhotsauceco.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great 
great flavors. My personal favorite is Poblano Jalapeno. It has a mild kick to it because I'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices, but it has great, great flavor. I put it on all kinds of stuff. I put it on steaks. I put it on burgers when I'm cooking them. I put it on tacos and enchiladas, stuff like that as well too. But I've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero and the honey habanero, the blood orange ghost, and the pineapple habanero. Now, the pineapple habanero was one that really, really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple, and it wasn't nothing overbearing, but it had a very, very good flavor to it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got hit in the ass with a habanero, and I had to go grab some milk, all right? But these are some great flavors, and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three-sauce option, a four-sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options available as well, too, for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel-aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion those are two that look very very interesting and i want to try them out one thing i did try is one of their new options that they have here which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky but like i said i love the poblano jalapeno sauce and whenever i tried this jerky no bullshit i ate the whole bag before i can even sit down and shoot this promo right here all right and so luckily i know the owner like i said so i got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there all right so again make sure y'all go over tnhotsauceco.com use promo code mmcpod at checkout and save 20% on your order and on top of that orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States so again make sure you go check this out small batch small brand but powerful flavors tennessee hot sauce company now let's get back to the show because of the constant state of change because of the diversity of weather mm -hmm. like that's one of the biggest things i like i like having all four seasons and you know as i've said on here before i go on a walk with my dogs in the woods on trails every morning right, right. and so every day is different and i get to see all the difference whether it's rainy whether it's snowy whether it's nice whether it's hot whether it's cold whether whatever it is right mm -hmm. everything is there no two days are exactly the same no two days look exactly the same sometimes some some days i see deer sometimes some days i don't some days i see a lot of squirrels sometimes i don't blah 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 all that mm -hmm. stuff but like i like i like going out there and seeing the constant state of change and i think being in a place where the weather and the environment was pretty much the same all the time. I don't know if I would like that personally myself. Mm -hmm. Plus my, my biggest stickler is I can't fucking stand snakes. And I'm talking about the animal. I, I can't stand the people snakes, but I definitely can't stand the animal mm -hmm. and where I'm at right now, the instance of poisonous animals or poisonous snakes is incredibly rare it's like almost yeah. non-existent right if i were to Facts. move to southern indiana they have timber rattlers out the ass down there but where i'm at here in northwestern well not northwestern but like mid northwestern so whatever yeah. It's like the, yeah it's like the middle of the state right mm -hmm. there's like hardly any like i like i said i go walking in the woods every morning and this year over the last 12 months i've seen one snake and it was like six inches long a little baby thing or whatever pretty much one a garter and, snake 
Probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's mostly what we have. He's a garter yeah. snakes, rat snakes and stuff like that. But but the snakes are few and far between and the poisonous ones are even more. So me being a fucking snake I don't know what the technical word of that is. It makes it a lot better for me because I can go out, rarely see a snake. And when I do like that little six inch one, I freak out like a little bitch and like run and jump over it. You know, and <laughs> I'm being real. That's how I act. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then I found the nearest stick and I was walking around with the stick the rest of the fucking trail. And I actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually had, I took that stick and like, it was a big walking stick and I found it a little bit after I saw that snake. And I was like, all right, when I come back through, cause I gotta go back through that area. If that snake's there, then I got a stick at least to kind of get it out of here. Well, then I ended up, I ended up placing that stick at the beginning of my walk. And then every day I would grab it and walk with it and down and back every day for like a couple of weeks until I finally I didn't see any snake anymore. Like I never saw a snake after that. And so then I, I stopped doing that. And like that's how that's how crazy I am about not wanting snakes. So when people are like, oh, you should go to California. And immediately I'm like, nah, they got a lot of snakes, dude. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, you go to Florida. I'm like, no, nah, there's a lot of snakes, dude. Like, South oh, go Carolina. Here, go oh, yeah. Yeah, Georgia. I saw a black. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was uh <laughs> I went down to Georgia one time, dude, and there's just like dead snakes in the road from getting ran over. There's so many mm -hmm. fucking snakes. And I'm just like, nope, nope. I know yeah. I'll live here, you know. And what's really weird is that is that um Mon like I was thinking about moving to Montana a few years back, you know, it's kinda like an idea of mine, mm -hmm. you know, kinda like, you know, be in middle of nothingness. Yeah. And but then I looked into it with the snake situation, and they actually have more poisonous, have more snakes, poisonous snakes than yeah. than we do here in Indiana, like even yeah. in southern Indiana. And so I'm like, well, fuck, I'm just gonna stay here then. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so Montana's snake, a lot yeah. of wood. It's a it's a very woodsy, pretty much hunting and mm -hmm. stuff area. That's where. Well, I got we got woodsy stuff too. But what's interesting is just this area right here. Like we have one poisonous snake. It's called a massasaga, and it's just like a local irritant poison mm -hmm. so like if i got bit by it it would just irritate the fuck out of my like, my leg right there it yeah. wouldn't kill me like a rattlesnake would mm -hmm. but in montana they got a lot of rattlesnakes which is weird because they're like higher up in elevation so i don't think it's the elevation it just happens to be some other kind of circumstance yes yeah, so um, it's not a it's a lot like it's, it's montana is mm -hmm. one of the more woodsy states yeah. like overall like it's way more yeah. it's way woodsier than indiana whatever you know yeah. or michigan like it's yeah that's true pretty much there's their major cities are their major city is damn near the sticks yeah yeah because they have like a 70 percent of their land is unoccupied or something like that mm -hmm. yeah no i get i get that portion but yeah. yeah i don't know it's just it's just weird but that that's kind of what keeps me there i got off on a tangent there hey guys yeah. hey we're talking about where we, we all where we live which is yeah, you know exactly. that's something that yeah we're you know, just talking but... about snakes and weather you know no big deal here. i'm used to making this podcast we're talking about snakes and weather but <laughs> but uh but no like i i, I get wanting to to move somewhere and get something different and everything like that and like i said i think that's going to be something really good for you because mm -hmm. sometimes especially with people like you where you're at will determine your success way more than it would a person like me you know a person yeah. like me where i'm at it doesn't fucking matter man mm -hmm. i could be on the toilet and fucking do the same connectivity with somebody that I could in person at a right. fucking live show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so like, you know, I, I, I can handle more business, do everything like that in, in my reality. So, you know, me staying here and everything, 
uh, you know, that's for me. But for you, like we had talked about previous episodes with, you know, you being a stage rat and just loving that shit and the connectivity with other people. And, you know, especially with you wanting to, you, you're you're working more on the sync licensing and everything like that, you know, being in the home of all that kind of stuff is, is definitely going to help out because, you know, you'll randomly meet people and build connections like that, whether it's creating the music or marketing the music, you know, with, yeah. with actually syncing it, you know, everybody's got a company there, you know, out there and everything like that. You know, that's one thing I always hear from people is that, you know, everybody in LA either has a, a startup company or they're a, an actor or musician of some kind. You know, and so like everybody that you see, they're one of those things, you know, they're yeah. either they're either running a business or they're they're the talent, basically. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's very that's, much. Yeah, that's definitely going to be going to be a good opportunity for you. You know, and like I said, for most of the time, I tell people, hey, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's green where you water it and shit makes the grass grow. But, you know, and, and dealing with that helps you grow as an individual. But sometimes I get it. You got to switch some shit up. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta just, go. Mm-hmm. You gotta go yeah, somewhere I mean, else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and you don't even have to go anywhere else. Like for me, for instance, you know, I had a radio show style podcast for four years. Mm-hmm. I shut that down. Spent a couple years learning, you know, getting my education up, and now we got this. You know, so I switched my angle of attack on the whole thing. You know, instead of just moving somewhere else, you know, what I'm saying right. I switched up my shit. Sometimes you gotta do that. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know. There's there's a lot of people in, in the music industry that are like, you know, I just want to be a creative. I don't want to deal with any of the business. So they're looking to get signed by somebody, you know, and for some people, that's that's good because that is their type of personality. But for most people, it's it's going to be way more beneficial in the long run, especially mental health wise and lifestyle wise, if they become independent individuals you know, and, and be as independent as possible. One, 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 uh, little, little episode on YouTube that I heard the other day was on Kyle beats podcast channel. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a, a, an interview with Nick D and for those of y'all in the hot, in the hip hop space, you might know of either one of them, but, but Nick D is the largest independent artist in the world right now. Yeah. And yeah. And this motherfucker lives in the sticks he has a 27 acre farm in the sticks of pennsylvania or something like that like some <laughs> random shit like like he didn't literally move to a greener pasture he just created his shit online yeah. and and then now he's got the life he wants he's got a 27 acre farm he spends all of his days with his family and creates music whenever he wants to everything like that but he's figured out a way to get the lifestyle that he wants and then also still make the music that he loves to make you know so he's not He's not necessarily just making music only to fund his lifestyle, but the mu- music is part of his lifestyle. However, he doesn't want it to be all about that. Like right. he's kind of like me. He doesn't do live shows and stuff like that. You know, th- like listening to that and then and then listening to another episode that Kyle Beats podcast on on there. They're they're talking about how you know the landscape's changed now to where you know people like Nick D can do millions and millions of streams a day, a month, everything like that. And, but then they can't sell a fucking ticket because it's not like, it's not that kind of a landscape anymore. But for people like Nick D, for people like myself, we don't want to fucking sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? You know, we are in the entertainment industry and it's very, very diverse on how you entertain people. And Mm -hmm. so he is similar to me. I think that's why I resonate with it so much is that, 
I want to build a lifestyle like that where I have, you know, 20 plus acres in the middle of nowhere and maybe not, <laughs> right. maybe not a maybe not a farm, like a little small little thing, like we owe chickens and garden and shit like that. But I want, you know, my shit in the middle of nowhere. And then I want to be able to get on the internet and, you know, create music and help artists and all that kind of stuff. You know, I want to be able to do exactly that. And so, so, you know, th- there's all different types of things this kind of brings us into like the kind of topic that I was, yeah, we I, was I was wanting to talk about today is yeah. there's all different positives and negatives within the music industry and just within life in general that we always got to deal with. And, um, you know, I, I always say that there's no such thing as an obstacle that you can't get past. There's always, you if you think, if you figure it, if you try, you can, here, let me say it. There's no such thing as an obstacle that you can never get past. There's always a way around it, above it, over it, under it, or even through it if you have to. And there's no obstacle that you can overcome. Never, ever. There's always a way either around it or through it, yep. you know? And, and so however you have to figure that out, it's, it's a fucking journey. And sometimes, you know, hitting up people it can help give you different ideas. You know, I just had a, uh, uh, a conference with an artist, uh, two days ago, you Mm -hmm. know, a new artist that I just started working with. And, you know, he's talking about trying to bring up, bring back his, uh, his older catalog. He wants to, he wants to renew it and refresh it and get it out. Cause there's a lot of people that haven't heard it and he doesn't feel like he got the light of the day that it should. And so I gave him some suggestions and he was like, dude, I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, doing something like this would be good. And I'm not going to give it out because that's something that, you know, I, I char- yeah, yeah that's, we got charged for that sauce, bro. <laughs> that's the sauce. Yeah. Right here. Where's that? Right there. Game yeah, of man. soul not told. Right. <laughs> but I gave him some ideas and he's like, yo, man, that's fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. You know? And then, I mean, you know, some of the other things he didn't, didn't want to do or want to give me pushback or whatever, but you know, there's always ways to get what you want out of this life and out of this music industry, you know? And, and what I kind of wanted to come talk to y'all about today to kind of discuss is I actually made a post on my, on my personal Facebook page. If y'all want to go follow it, feel free. It's Harkos hip hop dash music. Uh, if you want to go find that, but, um, the main place we operate is here on, um, on music making sense podcast, uh, on the socials and everything like that. Music making sense pod.com is where we operate and through here. But on my personal page, I just have like a ton of artists and producers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically to, to try to build my, my consultation and stuff like that with them. Right. And, uh, but anyway, so I made a post today. It says, what's one thing in the music industry you absolutely hate. Right. And now mm. hate's kind of a strong word, but I, I worded it like that in order to to get like at a, least one a very one strong, strong point. Yeah. Strong opinion out of people. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to go over a couple of them here and we'll kind of go go through them and everything like that. But get the fuck my fucking voice activation. Just re- anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I must have said something that triggered my my phone to be like, oh, yeah, you want the voice assistant? Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, one guy, the first guy, he said commercial radio, right? And I asked him mm. why, because, you know, you got to have clean, is it because you have, have clean music or because of payola? You know what I'm saying? Because that's something big within commercial radio, you know, terrestrial radio. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was kind of getting more with, you know, there's not a lot of variety. They play the same fucking songs and everything like that all the time, blah, blah, oh, blah. Okay. 
you know what I'm saying? I 100% get that and everything like that. And I, and I actually took that as an opportunity to suggest to him, um, you know, a new independent radio station that actually Music Making Sense podcast is now being um, replayed on as well, too. We're in rotation there. Um, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern every single day. You can check out Music Making Sense podcast on truthhiphop.com, which is an internet radio station. There's a bunch. If you love real, raw, conscious hip-hop, you got to go check that out. Even if you don't listen at 8 or 8 to listen to the Music Making Sense podcast, it's like 24-7, just straight fucking raw, real music. It's dope. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, we're up on there now. We've been we've been branching out a little bit, which is going to help us, but help a lot of artists as well, too. Yeah. Um, and then, so the next guy on here says, people who befriend you just to get your contacts. Now, I haven't really got any more information out of him. You know, I was like, well, that's kind of everywhere. You know, people yeah. always, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what I told him, too. I was like, yeah, that's kind of everywhere. And another yeah. person said, souls for sale, right? And so I'm not sure. I said, you know, I kind of said that's in every industry as well, too. You know, there's always people who prostitute themselves for, you know, the greater goals and gold and stuff like that, you know? That's in um, any business, sorry. Yeah, that's in any business, you know. But what I thought was pretty interesting is as soon as he said Souls for Sale, I just thought of Freddie Gibbs' last album called Soul Sold Separately, right? Mm -hmm. And and he kind of like, there, there's a reason he's leaving the music industry. Let's just say yeah. that. Another person said fake accents. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? That's a thing? And he's like, yeah, in the UK it is. I was like, what? People faking American accents? And he's like, yeah, and some London twang roadman accent. I'm not really quite sure what that is, but... But one Ross. of the one of the UK born artists that I know, he commented on it. He said, "Who the hell is faking accents in the UK?" <laughs> right? How in but the hell uh, can you fake an American accent in the UK? Well, there's a lot of people that can, man. Sing. You know, like like yeah, when they sing when they stuff sing. like that, it's like just the when Beatles. they sing. Yeah, it's mainly when they sing and stuff. So I don't know how they do it in uh, in hip hop, but the kind of what he was saying is like people putting Did like you a. Yeah, it's like people putting like a <laughs> London twang on their stuff, you know, or whatever. Right. Oh, and they're not from there or something like that. Oh, Maybe okay. I, yeah, I can, I can see, see you. Yeah. Like, if we come over there, we'd be like, mm. hey, what's going on there, you know? Yeah. Hey, we yeah. going over there doing that. Yeah, okay. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, well, even still, like, people from certain parts of the UK have different accents. And so they try to have an accent of a of a more popular, like, they say they're not from London. They're from, like, the sticks where they got a different accent, oh, you know, okay. stuff like that. I think that's what he was getting at. Another guy said paperwork. Right. Which is one I hear a lot from people. And I said, so do you just prefer prefer to create and not do the business side, which is what a lot of people talk mm -hmm. about, you know? And, you know, he was talking about, yeah, that's pretty much it. But he also recommended that a lot of artists, at least like you say, KP, learn a good amount of the business side so that they know they you know how to not get fucked basically for right. you know lack of better terms right and and i believe that as well too because you know he he's saying like he finds it boring. He likes doing the creative stuff better, but at the same time, like he's kind of got a team that he helps out with and stuff like that. He does that part. And, you know, whenever, whenever the stats come back, he feels accomplished mm -hmm. and that helps him feel good knowing that, you know, things are going positive and his right. work that he's doing that he doesn't like to do is actually paying off, mm -hmm. but he would much rather not, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and there's a lot of artists like that. Absolutely. Pretty much. Know? I would say 80%. Mm hmm. That's the way I see it, too. And that's why a lot of people will like take the easy way 
you know, and, and go and get signed to a label or bare minimum, some management deal or something yeah. like that, you know, is so they don't have to worry about all that stuff, you know, but I always recommend to people, I'm like, Hey, look, like, I get it. If you don't have a business mind or something like that, don't get an actual like music manager and definitely don't sign to no label. Right. What I recommend to people is find just a business manager who can manage like the overall business. And then you work with that business manager to find freelancers and stuff like that to do specific gigs and tasks that you need done to get you from A to B, you know, but learn and the business. Right. Yeah. And so, but, but by doing that, you are learning the business, but you have somebody, the business manager who is doing the day to day, but you know what to do and you work with them almost like you're the owner and, and they're like, like for instance, you own a restaurant, but they're the restaurant manager. You know what I'm saying? You know how it runs because you've, you built it, right? You know how to do all the business aspects of your music career, but you hire somebody in to manage the day-to-day, -day, the mundane shit, right? Kind of like, you know, you're just outsourcing the shit you don't want to do, but you know how to do, no, right? I'm but doing. like you always say, learn how to do it. Yeah. But if you want to hire somebody else to come in there and to do it, and then you just kind of work with them, you know, you have daily, weekly meetings, whatever the fuck, do something like that. Yeah. Because Because that way you will be independent still you know you mm -hmm. will still be free to live life however you want to you can create the music you want to you can go in and do the tours that you want to you can do the shows that you want to you can do whatever the fuck you want to yep. you know which is which is what most people want to do they they want to live a life of of freedom to where they can do whatever they want to do and and you know obviously it goes without saying most people don't want to harm or take from other people you know so yep. they just want to live their life in peace and and live it you know, and so so you build something like that where you know how to do some of the stuff push comes to shove. But but you get somebody else who maybe specializes in it a little bit more and then you you freelance out, you know, you freelance out your graphics or you freelance out, you know, your show bookings to somebody, you know, whatever, you know, and kind of do stuff like that. But you still keep control over it. So you're still the CEO. And then you have, you know, CMO, which is chief marketing officer, chief operational officer, chief financial officer, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yeah. You become your own corporation instead of signed to somebody else because then you're just an employee. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back Back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence
presence on Twitter or X. This will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message, and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right, let's get back to the episode. You know, so that that's what that's how I always recommend it to people as well. Um, But yeah, one another guy said ego. And I was like, well, that's that's everywhere. But he's talking about how, you know, there seems to just be something extra about musicians where the ego, it causes more issues than in any other industry. I can see where. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see I that. I mean, that. especially I in hip hop. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying hip hop is very egocentric. But even still, in your realm, KP, with the with, LA, yeah, with, people call LSD lead singers disease and shit like <laughs> well, that. There's yeah. that. Yeah, lead singers. Yeah, lead singers get their disease and everything like that too. But then also, you know, with with bands and stuff like that, man, most of the time they break up over ego. Like, oh yeah, big time. You know, yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. like any time there's more than one person in a in a collective. Usually ego is the reason that they break up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either ego or they want to go separate directions. Like, for instance, like Outcast, right? Big Boy wanted to go one direction and Andre 3000 wanted to go another direction. So yeah. they just kind of split. They're still cool. They're still friends or anything like that. They just wanted to do different things with the business, yeah. you know? That's rare, though. Most of the time is that motherfucking ego, you know? And that's why hip hop's mostly solo artists because they have some of the biggest fucking egos. You know, well, it's such but, a it's such a competitive genre too, where it's like, yeah, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm the I'm the man, I'm the right. ch- I'm that chick, I'm that yeah. I'm them, I'm him, I'm her, mm-hmm. you know, that whole attitude. So yeah, well, even yeah. in even in like any other kind of collective rock or country or jazz or whatever, when you got a collective group, there's that as well too. You're trying to be the top act, you know, you want to yeah. be you want to be the new Metallica taking over a decade. You want to be the new, you know, whatever who takes over a whole decade. Oh, yeah. And you're that person. You're headlining all the festivals. You're you're doing all that, you know, but that's all ego. Yeah, I remember when fucking Lamb of God, I remember when like when Slayer was out, I was watching a video with Lamb of God and they were like, yeah, we man, we love Slayer, but we want those motherfuckers to get old and tired. I mean, (laughs) I was like, like, damn. And then what sucked was that I turned around. And this is where people started kind of coming at. Well, I kind of got called out for ego, but it was from one of my old bandmates. I thought it was a little, I thought it was straight up bullshit, but he got mad because I had, when I saw Lamb of God do that to Slayer, I said, well, shit, I think we're fucking as good as Lamb of God. <laughs> there you go. Right. And yeah. oh no, dude. He got, man, we it basically, it ended up starting a whole fucking, it started a whole argument on fucking face, on fucking Facebook with us. What, he didn't like that aspect? No, he did not like that at Why all. Why not? Like, what about because it? Because he I felt mean, like I was disrespecting Lamb of God. Yeah, but they're not actually the Lamb of God. They're just another band of humans like us. Like, how's that disrespectful? Like, that's the name of the game, you know, the old go out to pasture and the new come up to rise. Yeah, he was, but here's the funny thing. We're all around the same age. That's the crazy part. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. But at the same time, but it was like, I just felt like, you know what? Fuck that. We were just as good. I felt like we were just as good as a lot of those bands out there. 
Right. And I didn't disrespect Lamb of God. I said, I feel like we could, I'm like, yo, we, we could be on stage with them. Yeah, let's give them a run for their money. Let's I'm let's like, we can, let's open for them and then they'll yeah. open for us next time. You know, I was like, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. And he could not, oh my God. It was like to him, it was like I, I felt like a little too like in a lot of ways. I, I I did feel like it was a little racial too. Like it was like, how dare me, mm-hmm. you know, this little near boy fucking you know, I'm a grown fucking right. man, but you know, that mindset of that little nigga, I, how dare I, he go yeah. up there and do that shit? Like, dude, this is lamb of God. And, and, and we shouldn't be talking like that. You need to be more humble and more respectful like, to more respectful. your elders. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Then, like, nigga, I'm yeah. like, dude, they're about my age. The fuck are you talking about? We're about, and I think we're almost as old as some, we were just are the air age and, and oh, some of them were, oh, some of the guys were older than them. Yeah, I know you were saying that you dealt with that a lot in metal, which kind of like hurt your soul because you love metal so much. Yeah. But then like in in some of the sex of metal, like especially like the darker shit, it is still more heavily racist type shit. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, and so, and that hurts you, you know, and like I know with you and your best friend Phil and Selmo, you know, you you guys got some issues and stuff. But like, yeah, I know that that has to be a point of contention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I can see that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, especially when it's like your heart and your soul. Like that's how you mm-hmm. bleed. You know? So for me, I think that would be if it was so if you were to ask me, would be my hate. I that would be my what I hate about the industry is that it's the ego. It's it's not the ego, it's more it's the it's the kissing ass when you know damn good and well you are you are just as good or even in many cases better. Yeah. Or even and just, you gotta you know, bow kiss- down to them and shit. No, oh, fuck yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, I've always been like that. You know, me and you are both ex-military. I was yeah. like that in the military too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, obviously, you know, give respect where it's due to you know people who outrank you and stuff like that. But I was always the cool, calm, and collected person when a superior walked in the room. I wasn't the one freaking out like, oh, you know, so and so's around. Oh, that's the base commander. Oh, that's whoever. I was just like, How's it going, sir? I know, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, you know, I, I always told people like, oh, you know, well, that's so and so. I'm like, and he's just a fucking human, just like me and you. He just been doing different things. He's got a different job. I'm like, I'll give him the respect of his rank and him as an individual and stuff. But I'm not gonna put in, but I'm not gonna kiss his ass. Yeah, I'm not gonna kiss his ass. I'm not gonna cower down to him and stuff like that. Most of the time, people like that don't like that. You know, like there's a lot that got you know on their ego shit, and they're all like, oh no, you know, but you know, power tripping and shit. But a lot of them don't, and I realized that quick is that like. You know, there was a situation where uh, whenever I was in Iraq, I would give briefings once a week to the base commander mm-hmm. and um, like the base commander, which is, you know, a, yeah. you know, general and shit. And, uh, um, you know, I would give briefings and I was a lower enlisted. I wasn't even a sergeant. And and you were know, you like giving, an E3 or an E4? I was an E4 at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And no, it wasn't the base commander. Sorry, it's battalion commander. Battalion. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. it was the Fulbright colonel. It was him. Yeah. And then like all of his fucking staff. Right. So like I was the lowest ranking person in the room. Like, you know, technically there was some second lieutenants in there, you know, who are technically, you know, probably had the same amount of time in service as me. But, you know, they outranked me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like for like for the for the enlisted, for like the non officers, you know, I'll keep it, try to keep it civilian speak for those of y'all who've never had military experience. (laughs) But for like for the non officers, you know, you got the sergeants and stuff like I was the lowest officers. Yeah. Yeah. I was the lowest ranking one in there. The next highest ranking one 
was um well there was some first sergeants in there because i i rode with my first sergeant to that and and then uh i rode with my first sergeant and my uh commander but yeah so were you a specialist of, or a corporal i was a specialist okay and, so yeah okay. yeah yeah, I, I, corporal was pretty much useless. It's the same exact thing. Yeah, it's the same. Treat, yeah, they, they, they like a, yeah, they treat you like an NCO without actually giving you the rank. No, fuck that. I never wanted yeah. to do that. I wanted to go straight to fucking E5. But no, <laughs> they, uh, um, but yeah, like the next highest person was like an E8. And so for those of y'all who don't know, you know, in E4 where I was at, I was only in for like two and a half. I think I was like at two and a half, almost three year mark at that point. Right. Mm. And E8 has been in the military for at least 12 to 15, 12 to 15 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Because that does depend on uh, MOS as well. Yeah. Too. It depends on a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. But like the fastest you can get the E7 is 12 years. 12. Right. Yeah. And so like this guy was an E8 and stuff like that. And I was doing the job of what was supposed to be an E7, but we were kind of scattered all over Iraq. My company was doing so, sergeant you were doing you were yeah. doing uh non-commissioned officers yeah i was doing shit. a high-ranking non-commissioned officer work and but still when i walked up in there mm -hmm. i just walked up in there and i just i was cool calm and collected and stuff like that and i just i did my job and and whenever i was doing it i got the respect of everyone in the fucking room mm -hmm. all these people who they just like look at me they're like hey He's cool, calm, and collected. He's not kissing our ass. Wear it away, he, boy. He knows what the fuck he's doing. And, you know, he's giving us respect, but he's not cowering to us. No. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, fuck, I earned one of my awards from doing that kind of shit. Just, like, from outstanding performance way above and beyond the Call of Duty type shit. No, I didn't mm -hmm. say nobody's life. You know, I was doing bullshit at that time. Right. But still, you know, to say what you're saying, you know, in the industry, there's a lot of kiss asses because so-and-so is above you know, oh, that's the person I need to get to the next level, blah, 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 you know, kiss their asses and everything like that. Or, oh, that's a record label. Oh, that's an A&R. No, that's another fucking human being with a different job than you, you know? And so once you realize that, that they're just another person just like you, and yeah, they may have different roles and responsibilities in life than what you do, but they're not anything more special than you. No. And here's a, and I, just to give you guys a little bit of a less, little story about that, man. When I met um when I met Michael Lasco of a uh, of taxi um music, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I had a bit of an of an intimidation with him too. I was a little intimidated because he is the you know he's the the own he's the founder and owner and CEO of taxi music and mm -hmm. you know when you're in that position you're always like thinking about. Okay, I don't want to goof this one up. I don't want to say any dopey comments. I don't want to do anything stupid on Facebook or, or right. online or YouTube, first impression, first impression. Yeah. But then when I realized, I was like, you know what, Coley? Fuck that nigga, be you. Exactly. Right, Like, be and you. I mean, I straight up had to do that because I was also, there was a couple people there who had, you know, who were like, they, they woke, they, that woke my conscience up in a sense, like with certain things that they want to say and the tone policing and things like that. And I just had to say, because, and I had to say, and I had to embrace certain things that was being said to me hmm. that people were liking my energy. Even when, when I just walked in, hmm. they felt it. They were energy. like, okay, there's something that's, there's something about him. And I yeah. realized that I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I love. I mean, as much as I respect Michael, shout out to you, Michael. You know, I love you, right? But right. at the same time, when he was, when he straight, when I got up and performed, and he said, 
that I almost scared my that I that I scared the Pomeranian, my sweet right. little Africa. Shout out to Brian Africa, right? When right. I scared, but I was just I was myself because then I mm. picked up the dog and loved on her and everything, right? And mm. it's my baby. That was my little baby. I love her, right? right. And it right. was but, but energy is everything, and you went in there with everything. yours. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and I had to say, but I had to say, fuck that, man. Just, mm -hmm. just be you. If you fuck up, fine. Fuck right. up. Right. Yep. But be you. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, like when I was in the military, I kind of got a little too far on the deep end mentally where I actually got to the point where I was like, I was like, Look, the worst any fucking human could ever do is fucking kill me. So fuck yeah. them. I don't give a shit what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got mm -hmm. like the life or death type shit in my head, but that's kind of what you do in a war zone. But not saying it's oh, a yeah. good thing, it's just what, how it goes. But no, like, I, I mean, I developed a thing where I'm just like, you know, that's just another human. I'm not going to fucking bend over backwards for them. What the fuck are they going to do to me? Kill me? That's the yeah. worst thing they could do to me. That's the only thing they could really do to me. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, some people will have the power and stuff to ruin your make or break your life or ruin it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, there's fucking eight billion people on the planet. There's no way one individual can ruin your life bad enough to where you can't bounce back from that shit yourself. You know, nope. whether you got to whether you got to move to another state, another country, another city, whatever the fuck. If you got to do that to start fresh or whatever, you know, sometimes you got to do that. And that's but, what I got to do. Yeah, and that's yeah, where I'm exactly. At. That's yeah, but but there's no there's no there's no person on the planet who can ruin your life that you can't come back from unless nope. of course they end it. You know what I'm saying? The Which, only person who can truly do that is you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like true, truthfully, you are the mm -hmm. one person, and unless somebody takes your life, right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. But really, the month the person that can ruin your own life is you. Is you? Yeah. And the absolutely. person that who can and the person who can beat yourself, who can beat you down worse, is you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's a hundred percent right there. Yeah. But uh yeah, back to the list here. So mm -hmm. uh let me see here. Somebody else put on here people who know nothing about the hip hop culture but make the important decisions. Yeah, obviously that's a big thing, especially in music. You in know, music. a lot of people that don't know about the cultural thing, they're just the administration. You yeah. know, and I was telling him that too. I was like, Man, the administration always has a disconnect with the ground level in any industry. Yeah. And he's like, Exactly. So, so he had no he was hundred percent on board with what I repeated back. Another person here, I'm kind of in the middle of a conversation on this with him, but he said streams. And so I said, why do you hate them, right? And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about on last episode where you were like, hell, fuck, I love streams are the best, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, they ruined actual plays, spins, and sales, right? And I said, I get the sales part. You know, album sales and everything like that, those okay. are basically in the trash because of streams. I was like, but streams are plays, you know? And I kind of hear that from people as well, too, is that, you know, streaming's ruined the music industry and everything like that. And like we kind of talked about in last episode and on other previous episodes, you know, like KP said, you know, so eloquently last week is like streams are people listening to your fucking music. And that's yeah. what you want as an artist is people listening to your fucking music. So however they're listening to music is how they're listening to music. It's on you to figure out different ways to monetize. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, I think what he's going off of is that basically, you know, like, like before the iPhone, right before 2012, mm -hmm. the only ways to listen to music 
it were on terrestrial radio, XM radio started coming around and stuff like that too, right? But radio, right? Mm -hmm. Where people were curating playlists for you, basically. Um, or on TV, like MTV, BET, stuff like that, VH1 or whatever. Where Friday night cur- videos. Yeah, yeah. Where people were cu- curating music for you, for right? You. It was all people curating music for you. That's the only way you can listen to music. Or if you went to a record store, which was kind of curated, but they had a whole lot of selection, more shit than you would ever you hear could, on the radio. Yep, and you could listen to stuff that you didn't mm-hmm. hear on the radio. Yep, exactly. Because a lot of indie labels would be able to get into record stores and stuff like that where they couldn't get on MTV and, and stuff records, like that. Yeah. And yeah, they would get mom, and and pop pops. record stores mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, you know, there was a lot of stories, a ton of stories about, you know, artists who would go to a record store and, you know, build that sales relationship with that person or whatever. That, hey, can you put this here? I'll give you X amount, blah, 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 everything like that. They were doing that business to get their records on the shelves physically yep. themselves. You know, like, for instance, like I said, there's a million different examples of this. But for one instance, I can think off the top of my head was ICP, Insane Clown mm-hmm. Posse. For those of y'all who don't know, when they came out with their first album, they were getting in the stores and they would actually go, this is something I don't recommend, but they would actually go and buy their own records at the store. That way they would get reorders. Oh, right? I did that. I would do that. I would do, I would, <laughs> I would play my um songs on Spotify when I first, <laughs> yeah, I would play them. I would repeat the fuck out of them. I didn't give a shit. Yep. Dude. It's my, I mean, Rick mm-hmm. Barker even said, do that, dude. Yeah, I did. I did that Why a little not? bit. Of, yeah, I used to do that a little bit as well, too. Like whenever we would like leave the house or whatever, I mm-hmm. turn on Spotify and put on like my playlist or whatever. Yeah. And just have it in loop on repeat while I was gone for a few hours or whatever. And now obviously, you know, Spotify doesn't count all of those streams and stuff like that. But, you know, it's the same kind of principle where, you know, you're, you're going and buying your records. But but either way, like I said, I think a lot of people they got so used to for decades mm-hmm. the way you get your music out there was having physical copies selling those selling doing tours and then moving up the fucking food chain and it's not yeah. like that anymore you know yeah and so that's why i try to get across to a lot of people where i'm just like hey man like i kind of take it to extreme and i say fuck physical shit go go, go 100 digital right but mm-hmm. that's that's me i'm kind of an extremist but you know at the same time but you can 50, though. 50, 50, yeah, you can. Yes, you absolutely. can. But bare, but bare minimum, fifty percent. You gotta do fifty online, fifty in person. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, because, you know, in person has so many more variables and barriers and stuff like that that you have to deal with. Which, like we said before, barriers are just obstacles you gotta figure a way around or through. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's so many more that you have to deal with that that actually kind of have like a higher price tag, not just in your time and your effort, but in your, in your money as well too, you know, and this is called music making sense. We're trying to make some sense and it's spelled sense as in the monetary unit here in America for, but exactly sense, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, you know, like going digital. Yeah. There is like a lot more competition out there, but it's, it's cheaper monetarily as well as, you know, time and brain power wise to get your shit out there than it is in the physical and stuff. And so I know he is an, he's a little bit of an older artist and stuff like that. I've been doing it a while. And so I understand where he's coming from on that one. You well, know? yeah. I mean, and, and even yeah. like, and, and even with like 
Curtis King. I mean, you know, mm. I, he was talking about shout out to Curtis King. I ain't mad at him. We just got into a little thing. I ain't tripping on him that hard. But <laughs> I wasn't yeah. gonna bring that up. But yeah, okay. But anyway, right. Got, I mean, got, I'm not. They got they got in the they got in the back and forth on. Yeah, a we live got a little back and forth on. Crazy. But yeah, anyway. it's all good. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. But, um, he but he's. I have to give him and I have to give him a big shout out. And the reason I'm saying is because I'm one of those people. Like, even if I get into get into it with you about something, I if you're doing something that's fucking good, I'm gonna mm -hmm. give you your credit regardless. Well, you're just regardless. being real because yeah. not at, you're not gonna agree with anything every or everything anybody says, right? And he's know? not gonna agree with me. And I mean, no. it's so no no hard feelings, but I do yeah. have to give him. I got to give him mad love and props on this. He made he had he ended up taking his music off Spotify. He yeah, did. Well, he, he took all his music. He took. He took all the. Yeah, he took his music on off the platforms. Okay, and he right. ended up making like, he ended up so far, and I'm quite sure he's gonna make way more. But mm. he ended up making four hundred dollars just off of his own sales because I think he went. I think it's on his his own website or something. Mm. And I'm like, hell yeah, kudos to him. Shit, yeah, dude. But, but see, the but thing the is, sorry, you're probably gonna say the same thing. The thing is. He built his profile up to a certain to where level he can do and that. Then to yeah. where he can do that. Just like yeah. Talib Kweli, right? He mm -hmm. only releases his music videos on Patreon. He yeah. doesn't put them up on YouTube and Vivo and all that shit. He only on Patreon. Yep. He can do that though because he's fucking got name recognition. He's built up that fan base of the loyal hardcore super fans that yep. will go and pay $5 a month to be able to watch music, music videos from him mm -hmm. and then get all these extras or 20 or however many yeah, dollars and, a month. Yeah, and Curtis is dope. I mean, if you heard mm -hmm. Curtis, Curtis can bust. So it's like, yeah, he's going to get people fucking up there. Dude. Hell yeah. I mean, I I could totally see him making I could yeah. see him making tons of cash and from, I mean, that, from right there because he's because yeah. he can bust and he's also he's built his following. He's built mm -hmm. his fan base. He's he's been in the mud with the shit, dude. He yep. got it. I mean, you he has. He's already yep. he's already interviewed La Russell. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, I can't. I'm not ever going to sit there and disrespect discredit a man who's out there doing his goddamn thing. I'm no. just all like I said, all I wanted to do is hear Rhapsody rap over a fucking JPEG mafia beat. That's right. all I want. I don't give right. a shit. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm yep. not speaking from on that as a, from a business. And I think I didn't express that. It's, I wasn't speaking from a business perspective. I'm speaking as mm. a fan of right. those two. It's, it's Rhapsody and JPEG Mafia. If y'all hear me, I would love for y'all to do a fucking track together. I swear <laughs> to God. Exactly. I, I really do. I would fucking just, that shit would blow my mind because both of them are very conscious, very intelligent, and radical ra radical um, artists. So I would really love to see them come out like that. I mean, and I don't know if if Curtis listens to JPEG or listens to JPEG but I know that JPEG is is a is a radical guy, and that's why I know Rhapsody is also a very very radical sister. So that's what I would want. But I mean, big up to him. But at the same time, like you said, with back to what we were saying, I think that's how people should do it. Yeah, I mean, Just he's have your shit on all streaming platforms. Give people the availability to listen to you. Yeah. As 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 freely as possible, literally as freely as possible, with their time as well with their money. Right. Right. And then 
as you grow and you get bigger, then you kind of narrow that bucket in a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. You first, first you start off giving people exclusives if they give you money, giving people right. extra, extra value if they give you money, right? And then when you start building that up, then you can start taking all these freebies and being like, hey, I got low cost options. I'm not doing the free. I'm not anymore, doing the three for it. Yeah. And could, you know what I'm but yeah, because and then you can be able to do that. But that's that, how you're that able to get could be just that the low email. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could be like, hey, if you're listening to me on streaming platforms, no longer am I going to have my music on my streaming platforms, but free digital downloads of select items on my website, right? And you go there and you give them a free download, but what, you got to give them their email first. Boom, done deal. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's And then you funnel them into uh, the, the fan journey like we were talking yep. about on last episode. All right, y'all, let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous, okay? It's called HorribleDesigns.com. And I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you gotta go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show yeah and i've always said this no matter what and i from the beginning when i started even when we started learning about streaming i always said me i straight up said it immediately that it is a promotional tool it's a marketing promotional tool. That's it what it is. is. It's easy to get your music out there because, okay, here's Very why. Easy. It's okay. Here's why. And we, it's just, we're talking about this. And I mean, really, if, consumers rule the world when it comes to fucking music. Okay. Yeah. Well, consumers run the world, honestly. Yeah, because, yeah, really, really. And if you make it easy for them, it's easier for them. It's easier for them. And why do we keep, and that's why it's like, I don't understand the, I, I look, I get it, but we've got to stop pushing back on what our fans 
want, what our mm -hmm. fans are consuming. We got to think about this. We were consumers before we were before we became actual musicians. Exactly. You didn't come out the wound fucking hitting on a keyboard and stuff like that. You heard people no. hit on keyboards first. Thank mm -hmm. you. Exactly. We saw we saw the drummer. We saw we saw Tommy Lee spinning in that damn contraption up there, right? We saw Run DMC and, and we saw Tay Steven Tyler bust through the wall when the air and, and, and run DMC Walk standing way, there like yeah. this, right? Doing what we saw that. Mm -hmm. We saw it. We listened to Casey Kasem, who comes from Denby High School in Detroit. Rest in peace to the man of America's top 10, right? Mm. We saw him introduce us. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem, and this is America's Top 10. Mm -hmm. Right? We saw that. We heard Wolfman Jack. Yeah, can you dig it? We heard it, right? right? We heard that we saw this. This is why we do that. Like, I, I guess I don't I, I just it, it baffles me when I hear so many of us like trip out on consumption when that's that's what we did that's well a lot we, that's, that's what we're raised on sorry yeah a lot of people they don't like change that they don't initiate and if they feel like they're behind the curve of the change that makes them hate it even more mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying if they mm -hmm. feel like they're on the leading very edge good of, point if they if they're on the leading edge of the change they love it yeah. If they feel like they're getting left behind and ran over by the change, no, thank you. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I understand that, right? Yeah, because, yeah, totally. Because, yeah, I understand that 100%. I felt like that before as well, too. But then I had to change my perspective on things. And I'm like, hey, look, okay, I'm getting left behind and ran over. Let me fix mm -hmm. that. Let me fix yeah. that. Let, however I fucking need to, let me fix that. Yeah. I see this change coming in the industry, whatever industry it is, music industry or factory industry or whatever industry. I see this change happening. Let me not get fucking left behind. Let me not get ran over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I get that from that perspective. But then I also hear people, you know, when they're in that mode, mm -hmm. they see everything as negative. So like, oh, well, everybody's just cheap now. They want everything for free, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like. What do you think fucking terrestrial radio was? What do you think MTV and BET was? I mean, technically you had to pay for the premium channels for that, but you know what I'm well, saying? Yeah. What, do think, what do you think terrestrial radio was? How about that? You literally put electricity to a little fucking device and turn it on and tune properly and just pick up fucking signals out of the air. You only had to pay for the electricity. That's it. You didn't have to pay for nothing else. You, you know what I'm saying? Else. That was free as fuck. Music has yep. almost always been free initially on the surface level. It's free. Right. Yep. Excuse it's me. out there everywhere. You hear it. You hear it on the radio and then TVs and movies came along. You hear it on there. You know what I'm saying? And and, and commercials and all that shit that you'd hear the music for free. Mm -hmm. And then you would go buy the CD. You would go yep. buy the merchandise or buy pay the for vinyl, live yep. shows, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? You go down that journey, but it's always free. And and like you said last week, KP, which was awesome, dude. I I didn't even think about it like that. I don't mm -hmm. think is that we all want to have our music heard as artists, mm -hmm. but with streaming, it's free on the consumer, but we still actually make something off of it. It's not a lot, but it's something. It's better than zero, you know. When your music is paid on the, played on the radio, like you know. 
I, okay, technically, you know, with with <laughs> mechanical royalties, you get paid off of that shit, right? Yeah, performance but, pro, pro, pro yeah, uh, performance royalties. Yeah, that shit. I was going to go down some, but I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, yeah, you technically still don't get paid on that, right? But yeah. but you get paid for people consuming something for free on their end, and you get paid a little bit more if they subscribe to that so you know to that streaming platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, we went off that list too. You know, there's there's regular Spotify with ads, mm-hmm. and there's Spotify Premium. There's YouTube yeah. with ads. There's YouTube Premium stuff like that. You know, there's all you get paid different levels for everything. It, you know, but. You're giving people what they want for free to them, and you're still making money off of it. Yeah. Take that as the initial and then build off of that. You know what I'm saying? In every yeah, single, yeah. you know, in every single one of your songs, at the end of your song that you put out on all these streaming platforms, have a tag at the end of it where you are on there talking to your fans saying, Hey, appreciate you listening to this on whatever streaming platform you're listening to right now. I appreciate you as a fan. If you want to hear more of my music, go to my profile here on wherever you're listening or go to my website, blah, 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 dot com. Right. Bam. And you get free download. Bam. Right. Put that at the end of it. You still gave them the whole song for and free. And then you put a little ad on the end on how they can get more shit for free directly from you. Right. Oh my God. This is dude, the type you... of shit. I'm not gonna keep going because I could I could give the whole game away. Dude. But this is the type of shit. This is the type of shit I talk about to these artists, man. That's why I just started working and... with another artist the other day. That's why I'm working with all these people, right? Because whenever <laughs> I get on the initial call and I drop some knowledge, they're like, God damn, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, let's keep going down this. All right. Here's my PayPal. Let's keep going down this. Right. Exactly. I'm not expensive, but here's my PayPal. Let's keep going down this journey and help you out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. But for real though, how do I have this knowledge? Right. And you, you may be asking, how do, how do I have this knowledge? I'm not a, well, I am a genius, but like, I, I wasn't born like this. You know what I'm saying? I was born with the capacity to be a genius, but I had to go in and get the knowledge myself. Yep. Hey, facts, right? man, facts. I had to I had to learn off of lesser humans who knew a little bit more than me in certain areas in order for me <laughs> to collaborate all this great knowledge into my great brain, right? <laughs> I know KP loves whenever I get on my shit, but... And that's why I call me getting on my Donald Trump shit. I'm the best. I'm the most smartest person on the fucking planet. Right. It's huge. No, it's huge. Yeah. Huge. My brain, my brain is the huge. most huge. It's the biggest. Huge. <clears throat> there's, there's, no, there's nobody who's ever had a bigger brain than me. <laughs> 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 but for real though, oh, like I, I have seen all these obstacles and I have been about the mind state for quite a while now. Right. That, Every fucking barrier in my way is this obstacle I need to figure out how to go around or go through. And I figure out a way to go around or go through every fucking obstacle. Yeah. So, you know, like anytime somebody says, oh, man, you'll never beat me in this. I'm like, bitch, I always fucking win. Watch me go work, motherfucker. Yeah, I had an argument with somebody who was a, a personal situation and they were like, oh, no, you're not going to win on this or whatever. I'll win. I'll, I'll win on the situation. Right? I'm not going to go in depth, but I know I'll win. Right. I'm like, I'm like, you of all people know damn well that I never fucking lose. Right. <laughs> I figure like, out a that's way. That's like better against Tom Brady. It's like better against Tom Brady, bro. I figure out a way every time. I may have some setbacks, but I figure out how to fucking overcome. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like the, the smaller the obstacle, the fucking easier it is for me to figure yeah. out how to overcome. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, the big obstacles, yeah, they take a little bit of time. Oh, right? yeah. But, but one way or another, I'm going to figure this shit out. 
you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep going because I don't like to quit. And, you know, if I have something in mind that I'm wanting to do, I figure it out. And so that's where I, that's how I learned all this stuff, you know? And you can do that too, as an artist, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, like we just said, I'm the best. So you can fucking get my PayPal and we can go down this journey. Right. <laughs> but, but like for real though, you, you can learn a lot of the same stuff yourself. If, yeah. if you, if you want to, you know, and you know, we're kind of hitting up on the time. So maybe we'll go over some of the more of the things that people were saying in there. Yeah, but, let's do that. Yeah, let's but, go but over yeah, a couple more of those. Those were just the things, you know, in, in the other, you know, that's just, that's just a lot of the, those right there by coincidence just happen to be a lot of the things I hear people talk about all the time. Those are you very know, frequent. People don't like the ego. They don't like the business portion of it. And then they, they don't like the mainstream toxicity portion of it mm -hmm. either. And, you know, like I was talking with, with somebody before this, like there are ways around it now. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, Music Making Sense podcast is now up on True Hip or TruthHipHop.com, which is an Internet radio station that plays all conscious, real, raw hip hop all day, every day. And now. then now hip hop now Music Making Sense podcast is getting rebroadcast twice a day on the eights Eastern time every fucking day as well too there nice. are places out there where you can go and listen to the music that you want to where you can go and take your music to the place where people want to listen to that you know what right. i'm saying because this radio station it's an indie radio station it's up and coming everything like that it's growing and he's constantly getting more and more listeners all the time you know and because these listeners miss that they have the same objections that some of these people said. I don't like the fucking mainstream bullshit anymore. I don't like listening to you know, terrestrial radio, hearing the same seven tracks all fucking day. Mm -hmm. So they go and listen to truehiphop.com, right. right? And that's where you can find all the raw, real hip-hop that you want to listen to that you can't find anywhere else. Plus, you can also find Music Making Sense podcast as well. But, right. you know, that's a little plug right there for them. Shout out to them 100% for yeah, having us on. Up. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell, hell yeah. But, like... You know, that's the thing as well, too, is that no matter what your industry is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm big in hip hop and everything like that. But if you want to hear free jazz, well, I know somebody who creates that, who at least did one project on that, right? Mr. KP is one that's only Hello. over here. But there's plenty of other people as well, too. There's communities yep. that hold love that shit. You know Very what I'm much. saying? The, the, you know, our communities have always been fractionated, right? But now with the internet, they're even more fractionated, but it's easier to join in them now. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be a physical thing. It's like you used to have to go to New York or L.A. to make it in the entertainment business. Yeah. Now, fucking, like I said, Nick D, one of the biggest independent artists on the fucking planet right now, lives in rural Pennsylvania or some shit on a 27-acre mm -hmm. farm. And he didn't have to, he didn't even go to any of New York, LA, Atlanta, or whatever to make it yep. in the music industry. He stayed in fucking bumfucked Egypt, Pennsylvania. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I know a couple of guys in um in freaking um in the in the in the sink um licensing uh side. Mm -hmm. They're they're like living small towns, like one guy lives in Quebec. Yeah. And he gets he gets mad fucking sinks. He gets mm -hmm. he gets mad forwards. So yeah. And that, that's know. the beauty of the Internet, you know. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't like the whole streamification of everything. I get it. But at the same time, learn Look how to use that, to do, man. Exactly. Look what it's able to do. Learn how to use it to your advantage. 
you know, learn how to use it. I mean, to build off of that, you can reach so many more potential people off of streaming than you can ever do in person. You know, like I always tell people whenever they tell me, oh, man, you know, you got to be known locally before you can get known globally. I said, no, not anymore, because there is no city on planet Earth that has a higher population than the Internet. And you can get, but here's the thing, you can build, you can build your local following a lot faster on the internet. Exactly. Now, yes, you do got to go outside and be active, granted. But, yeah, but you can actually build Mm -hmm. your dude. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Sometimes you can, but you can start live streaming. Yep. And you got to think about it too. Almost everyone on the internet has a cell phone and they get on it. everybody and this when they're on the toilet when they're fucking bored sitting waiting for a doctor's appointment when they're at work on downtime on lunchtime when they're just you know hiding out in the bathroom fucking off it's the new paper it's the new newspaper exactly it's a new newspaper and stuff like that and so with that you can target the exact people who are going to like your shit once you learn how to do it, obviously it makes it easier and stuff like that. But it's so much easier than what people used to have to do, stand at the gas station with their trunk popped open, trying to sling shit out the fucking back all day just to get their word out. You know, plastering up fucking uh, you know, papers all over all the telephone poles and shit like that to get their word out. Going to every single open mic just to try to get their music out. You know what I'm saying? You can still do that because ground game still has a place. Yeah. But, but you can reach people all over the planet. And you can start building, right? So, like, if you where live, they can go mm-hmm. to your show, if you live in yep. a small town and yeah. it's not a big, not only one venue, mm-hmm. and they don't have anybody there, well, you yep. can use the internet to build your following, to build your mm-hmm. fan base, and then where you once you're ready to throw a show, you can advertise it on fa- on your on your on your Facebooks, on your mm-hmm. Instagrams, and your TikToks, and all those other platforms, and you Absolutely. can do it a month two, three, four time months in advance, Get, build up the nostalgia, build up the, the the moment, build up the anticipation. This is a plastic knife, by the way, y'all. <laughs> anyway. It's a training knife. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, can, but you, yeah, you but can, you can build, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can build it just like that. And mm-hmm. then you'd be able to get, and then you can still go outside and using your phone and going up to people and, and, and engaging with them on the internet. And you you can pick a time and you can pick your time when you want to do that. And then boom. And, and man, it's just, that's why when I'm hearing so many people who complain about social media and the internet and streaming and how it's ruining this, that, and the other, I'm like Gary V. It's like, it's because the way you guys are using this shit, mm-hmm. I I'm even at fault at how I used it. Yeah, well, it's but I'm able to right, but I'm able to say that I would it was because of my you the way I did it that it fucked up. But everybody needs to stop blaming it, it blaming the NM it was the eminent object itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't want to blame the real problem, which is oh, themselves no. and how they're using it. Oh no, no, oh hell yeah. no, how dare you? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so that's what we want to leave you with here today is that. No matter the obstacle, you can get around it. You know yep. what I'm saying? And and we've had many different examples on this show where we've talked about, and I'm sure you guys have had many examples in, in reality that you can think about as well, mm-hmm. too. But 
But no matter what the situation is, there's always a way through everything. Yeah. And, and it's okay that go. you have something to hate. If you yeah. have something that you hate, hey, you know what? There are things we hate within this business, but mm -hmm. again, but use that as fuel to yeah. fucking fire your drive and your desire exactly. and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Get to where you want to go by getting past all the shit that you hate and figure out a way to not deal with that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for instance, I, I know somebody who's an entrepreneur. I'll try to wrap this up, but I know somebody who's an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing that he hates in like day-to-day -day life is landscape, like mowing his yard. So he started making enough money to where he paid somebody else to do that for him. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, okay. So he actually made a, an anti-bucket list is what he calls it. So he has like a bunch of things that he does not like to do, right, mm -hmm. in life. And so he's started making enough money to where you start checking those off by paying somebody else to do them or figuring out his life differently to do it. Like, so at first he didn't like doing landscaping. So he, he got enough money to where he can hire somebody to do it for him. Mm -hmm. Well, then I just moved into a condo. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you would, so that he did that too. Right. He ended up, he ended up just selling his house because he got tired of dealing with all the home ownership shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he moved into an apartment and now he lives in like a condo type thing or whatever, where he doesn't have to take care of none of that shit either way. Yeah. Right. So he he elevated his life to where he could pay somebody else to do it and then kept going to where he doesn't have to deal with it at all. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else has to deal with all of that. He doesn't even have to pay somebody else to do it. It's just done. Right. Yeah. So he's eliminated that. He's got an anti bucket list. You know, a bucket list is things you want to accomplish before you die. Mm -hmm. He's like, these are the things I want to eliminate to live life. You know what I'm saying? That's a so good it's, idea. It's, it's completely opposite. Right. So yeah. I, I, I suggest everybody else have something like that they want to do as well, too. You know, have a bucket list. Of things you want to do before you die, and then have an anti-bucket list of things you want to get rid of to live your life to the fullest. Point, Absolutely. That's a All bar. Right. We're going to get the fuck up out of oh, here. Yeah. Music making sense pod for any and everything music making sense. And as always, if you want to have us give you an independent consultation, free initial consultations, and I can drop some bars on you, and you'll be like, God damn, give me your PayPal. And uh, <laughs> we'll get rocking and rolling. Um, yes, yes. And also, I want to drop this on here, too. If you have a startup business and you're looking to um, have affiliates out there to promote your stuff, hit up Music Making Sense Podcast. We'll build an affiliate relationship with you, put you on our website, on the discount page of Music Making Sense Pod. We already have a lot of other people we do business with there. And then we're actually in the process of starting to cut and, and promote for people as well, too. So if you got any independent business, no matter what it is, um, and you think that people who listen to Music Making Sense Podcast might want to partake in it, hit us up and we'll help you out with that as well, too. We have free options and paid options so um it's completely available right here as well all right oh yeah so yeah uh, till next time see y'all on the next episode y'all have a good day holla y'all yeah